0: to be uh, today. Again, I'm talking to Ujwala Sangham, the clinical pharmacist that's working uh, with us here at My Specialist GP. Um, Today, we're talking about um, some real applications of the pharmacogenomics testing that we're offering. Um, So, Ujwala, perhaps a good example we might talk about is for patients uh, with cardiology or heart issues, what kind of testing or why might they consider having a panel done with you?
1: Oh, that's a very good one, uh, Kathy. It's amazing because we don't realize that if you say cardiology, that's a kind of a broad spectrum. yeah. So I'll just cut down, split you to simple things. So hypertension. Hypertension comes out of cardiology. It's a very common one. And then uh, high, high blood pressure as well. So hypertension and high blood pressure, sorry to make it simple. Uh, and then stroke so we have stroke patients as well so which we is commonly key is give the antiplatelets. usually we give antiplatelets so that they can have reduced the platelets and then reduce the clot and that's how they helps so the common drug we do is aspirin or clopidogrel so but with this gene panel we know most of the patients because clopidogrel is a pro-drug as I said you be like you know as a codeine clopidogrel is also a pro-drug it has to convert to active metabolite if there is a gene the which doesn't the uh, patient doesn't have the gene To convert that to active, it doesn't work. So they'll have another, they end up having a second stroke. So I see patients, like we are working in Wickham High, it's a cardiology-based. So I see patients coming back again, having a second stroke or third stroke. It's because of that. So it's simple antiplatelet because they just need to give a low dose of aspirin or low dose of clopidogrel. They give some patients, they go on warfarin. say, for example. So these are all is gene related. It's not just genes. It's just like how the pathway is, how the dynamics is. But they need to go to that pathway. That's what we are looking at. Whether for you as a unique you are as a person, whether it's working for you or not, rather than just a tra- like it fits all, one size fits all. We remove that approach. That's what it does. So I said with the clopidogrel and with the warfarin, the dosing is, dosing is a very important thing because it takes a lot of time to dose for them because it's not uh, they do everyday blood test and then they need to get the right dosing for that condition if you have anything but with this one they can find exactly what dose to start off with so that's a very good kind of an example in cardiology in high in blood pressure as well people take beta blockers like say uh, metaprolol or something like that which doesn't work with this gene panel there's a drug in that we can find out as well whether it works for you or not. It's, an, it's, it's a very good tool. We don't want to kind of like take the medication and in a year's time have another stroke. We don't want that, doesn't it, for our patients?
0: No, I mean, that's quite an alarming statistic. How Do you know how many, as a percentage, people who wouldn't be able to process the... Not with a clopidogrel, but there are quite a few because I think
1: one of the pharmacists are working in the hospital. She was listening to a podcast because we were talking, like because I love to talk about pharmacogenomics. And then she was saying there was a research kind of thing going on why the patients are coming back with the stroke because of the antiplatelet function is not working. So there, there was a podcast she was listening and she immediately said to me. Oh God, you know what, you know that the one you're talking about, I was say, saying to them, saying to her, saying that why people are not checking their clopidogrel, that we give clopidogrel, aspirin day and out in the cardiology. You have, you come with a stroke, that's what they put on. There's a there's this, uh, they need to be on a cholesterol drugs. they need to be on clopidogrel, there's a set of the uh, kind of thing they need to be on it. And again, after a year or two years, they come back again and then they change the antiplatelet to another drug. I said, why it has to go through that? And then we were just talking about it and then there's a forecast already done, it seems. I'm, I haven't heard about it. But she said, I said,
0: people, why people are not looking into that? Why the clinicians are not looking into that when they're giving out? So, yeah. so, so from a patient perspective, if you have a stroke, there is a chance that the medication you're given might not work, meaning you might then have a second stroke. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And if you were on the right medication in the first place, you would probably wouldn't have the second stroke. Exactly. It's basically what we're doing is they've got, they've got a clot in there, like heart. So you're thinning the
1: blood, but your thinning blood is not working. So you're just having clocks, clocks, and then again comes back, the
0: stroke, second stroke. So, yeah. That's, an, that's an amazing. And so with the warfarin we were discussing, which is the blood thinner, um... Is that the actual medication, or you were talking about the dosage? Could you just explain that a little bit more? Yeah, it's, it's both.
1: So, with the pharmacogenomics, it's not just whether you can do as a, you take whether it's S or no. No, it's not just that. It's about the dosing as well. So, whether you, what type of, because warfarin comes as a one, three, and five milligrams. So, it's very, very important what dose they come on. So uh, it depends upon the condition, atrial fibrillation or whatever. I'm not going to go into clinical side of it, but it just depends upon exact that strength. But some patients may not take, may not go that strength. They might have need to go lower. So it's a trial and error. They need to try out, they see the INR. You know, they need to see the side effects. It's a lengthy process for the warfarin. It's a really painful. I think people who are on warfarin, they know the pain because they need to go every time to the blood test and then check their dosing. Yeah, But with this one, it it really rules out all those things
0: and we know exactly
1: to start off from where they are right
0: know. so it cut down the treatment time needed exactly. all the diagnosis or getting the balance right exactly i mean like as i
1: personally feel people have oh yeah we got the diagnosis right all right so now we are done oh hey i've got some diagnosis but it's equally important to get the right medication right education and right management that's equally important than the diagnosis because we stop patients stop oh i got the diagnosis and i got the medication but I mean, it's not working. So it's, it's kind of like a roller coaster, like, you know, when you're ill, you'll be in, kind of in a vulnerable state. You don't know, understand what it's coming in. So you don't need to be. You don't need to be in that state. So it's all a whole, like a pathway when we see disease management pathway. That's how I personally feel. Diagnosis is important, but it's equally important to get the right
0: medication and the right education and the long term management of it. Mm-hmm. It's very, very important. So, if a patient chooses to have the test with you, they're being very proactive in their own health because they are looking into in advance what they may or may not sh- or should not shouldn't take as medication and what dosage. Yeah, they should be. I think everybody should be proactive. Like
1: say we are, we personalize everything nowadays. I mean, I'm I'm really surprised when it comes to health, nobody wants to do it. I don't know why, but I think it's just an it's just all kind of thing. Oh yeah, it's I'm fine. I'm healthy. So I don't need to do anything. Or I do exercise. I eat. Uh, but but you don't even know. I I see healthy patients having in you know, a hospital, being a hospital pharmacist, because I see more patients and not in a primary care. Because a uh, 25-year-old having rheumatoid arthritis, I mean, how can you expect having a stroke, uh, a 20-year-old having a high blood pressure, randomly found out. Mm. So it's it's amazing when you, when you see these stories about the patients, you will never know mm. what's going to be happening. Mm. You're healthy mm. and fit. But one day... You just you kind of be. you may you may not be so. Why do you don't want to take? I think it's 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 good. It it gives you immense pleasure as well. Like I say control over it. I mm-hmm. want every every person, not patient. I don't say patient, but every individual should have a control over what they are taking and mm-hmm. what their condition is. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and nowadays people are going into more of a functional medicine, holistic and kind of thing. But medicines are good if it works. Yeah, you know, otherwise it's, it's, it's horrible.
0: Yeah, uh, I totally understand. Um, one question that um, has come up when we've been discussing this before um, is how does a patient or an individual um, go about presenting these results to their own doctor or consultant? Oh. Do you foresee any problems there? Yeah, I mean, like, because you have to understand in UK, I
1: mean, in US, everywhere in the, around the world, but pharmacogenomics is there. But say in UK, it's a knowledge, isn't it? So I work in and out with the doctors, consultants in the hospital, so I know. So when you get with us, a PGX test, and you say you've been to the consultant and who is reluctant to kind of, ah oh, I don't know this. So you can always come back to us. We are here to help in this GVRO specialist pharmacy, so where I'm working. Mm-hmm. So it's always there. So you come back, email us. So this is what's happening with Vala. I've been to the consultant. It's not as, I'm more than happy to speak to them. And right. explain to them what is the reason, what is the rationale. And I'm sure, you know, I mean, whoever in the healthcare, uh, we are, we we like to take on board whatever coming in. It's just the knowledge that's what it's lacking. Once once the knowledge is there, they'll be more than happy and they'll be interested. Say, oh wow, what is this? It's there. I mean, although in in UK we have got seven hubs and they are training, they are immensely. They are ruling out all the training to the doctors, clinicians, even nurses, pharmacists. It's coming. Pharmacogenomics is coming to UK. Mm-hmm. But I know, as you know, in NHS it takes time and uh, kind of everything, but it's there. I think I'm sure in five or eight, seven years' time, everybody at least knows
0: about it and the importance of it. That's great. So if a patient or individual did have an issue trying to communicate their results to the doctor looking after them, you are happy to sort of intercede on their heart behalf uh, if uh, there were a problem. Absolutely.
1: That's great. So don't worry about if you had a one year ago or two years ago, you had a test with us and... And you don't think like, oh yeah, it's been two years whether she'll re- reply me, no, I will.
0: Okay, great. Okay. It's great to have that follow-up. And just also briefly, the laboratories that you, you currently um, like to use in Canada, um, those are uh, recognised, st- yeah. standardised laboratories. They are, are HIPAA compliant, they are clear, accredited, and what
1: some of them are, in, even NHS, they are using one of their systems. So NHS, what they have done is they picked up a few, few bits from different, different companies, and they've made their own one. So it's one of them. So uh, in respect to the labs one, they are highly regulated ones and very good labs i mean that's it's, that's the reason it took me a long time actually to kind of get into me where we are uh, uh, to choose the labs because I feel it's very, very important in in regards to the data protection uh, and everything so yeah. yeah that's
0: great. thank you very much usual thank you so much